top of the morning to you all. It's a beautiful day here in the Midwest. I'm your host, Travis Sorrell, and this is We Are Live. No one's over there. No one's down there either. No one is anywhere. Oh, you're right. It's another lonely day for your squire, hero, lover, Travis Terrell, out with another day of illness, Denman of Chris. But of course, I'm always joined by the MCL Sprain. Old lady of Central West End, hmm? Christoph Gartner. Christoph, hello. Good morning, gentleman. Mm -hmm. Good morning, walnuts. What, what? Chris needs to get back because you're now drinking beer at 8.10 in the morning. Well, I have to say it is day one of Oktoberfest, and I'm only drinking oh, one of the fair. fine beverages provided by our amazing sponsors at Schlafly Ale. Mmm, the St. Louis Brewery. The what? St. Louis Brewery. Mm -hmm. St. Louis Brewery. Mm -hmm. They teamed up with uh, these good. folks right here. They did, indeed, with the good folks at also Sophie's mm -hmm. for last night's Happiest Hour, hosted by one Yale Hollander, headlined by one Matt Wayman. Good times were had. Jokes were made. Laughter Plenty. Beverages. A flowing. Yell already chiming in. Um, Hawk got everyone this morning. Damn. It has been a brutal start to Friday here in the city I of did St. All right. Louis. And how did you get here, sir? A bus. There you go. There you go. Mm -hmm. That was the only way that anyone in the city could get around today. Public transportation. Why? Because buses don't run into traffic. Well, people were very excited about tonight's National League Championship Series okay. down at Bush Stadium. Uh -huh. And so they're currently lining up. Oh. I'll be going to that game. I hear. Do you want to share with us commoners mm. why you're attending tonight's mm. National League Championship Series and how you will be attending? I'll, I'll touch on that in a moment, but I also want to let everyone know Sam Lyons will be stopping by here, too. Yeah. You are both. Both bitten by the hawk this morning. During Cocktoberfest. A Cocktoberfest miracle! <laughs> no, I have a friend in town who uh, got us a private suite for the game tonight. Oh! Mm -hmm. One of your uh, Richie boy friends? That's a friend of mine. Mm -hmm. Does okay. Yeah, I bet he does. Must be nice. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at me. I'm Chris Gardner. I'm among the elites. I just pretend I care about the middle class. Mm. You enjoying that over there, George W.? Huh? I care more about the poor class because that's where <laughs> I'm categorized. <laughs> it is selfish, <laughs> but I am in that category. That's fair. You no, know, my friend uh, Greg Amzinger from MLB. Oh, Network well, town. excuse us. Big TV man, Greg Amzinger, coming down, watching the Cardinals game. Must be nice. Mm -hmm. He's in town for Lindenwood's homecoming. Of course he is. <laughs> what? Yeah. I didn't even know Linda would have had a homecoming. Oh, yeah. They built that place up quite a bit. Nice. So, uh, oh, I'm Greg Amdiger. I'm on MLB Network. Look, I'm friends with Harold Reynolds and Billy Ripken. I'm cool. Uh -huh. I'm neat. Look at me. He doesn't talk like that. 
Oh, I'm Greg. Look, I got a baseball field on my studio. I can play catch with the kids. That is kind of. We have a baseball field on our wall. Yeah, we do. We have astroturf on our wall out uh, there. It's out there before we take ground outs. No, Greg's in town for Lindenwood Homecoming, and they're doing something with the communications department with him, uh, Randy Carricker. Really? Friend of the show. And Glenn Cerny, who was my first advisor ever at Lindenwood. That's pretty dope. And told me the first time I met him and was in a class of his to never bring the bag I had brought with me into his classroom again. That was our introduction. Oh, well, that was... Uh, it was a Chicago nice. Bears bag that I got for free for signing up at a signing up for a credit card at Soldier Field because <laughs> I went to a Bears game with my dad when I was younger. And um, Glenn is a uh, Packers fan. Really now? And told me never to bring that bag into his no, room that's again. That's fair. I can kind of understand why. So that was our introduction. Well, how about that? He was also the one that told me not to use a dunk call I had, been, I had used on the radio during a Lindenwood men's basketball game. Called me into his office. And told me never to use my call again. My dunk call was rim job. Oh boy, yeah. I used it twice in the game. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. And Glenn again. called me into his office yeah, and said, um, "Chris, I see what you're doing. Mm. Don't ever fucking do it again." Wow. And then smiled at me. He's a great guy. Did you ever do it again? I did not nah, do it. Again. I bet you did. I respect him. I tell you what, when um, when a teacher calmly says something to you, that's how my dad does it, and does it in just uh, your straight up voice and mm -hmm. staring you in the eyes, and then they hit you with they fucking do it again. Yeah. You know they about that life. I tell my dad is too. My dad is very when he's calm. And you when you know you when I was younger when you know, I knew I had screwed up, and my dad talked to me very calm. But in a way, in a manner that you knew, ah, I better fucking listen. Yeah. Or else. Now, the problem they had is they couldn't ground me. I was ungroundable because I would annoy the piss out of them and they would just kick me out of the house. That sounds about right. Hold so on, I wait. did learn that at some point. Hold on, I hear a, a lion creeping in the woods. Caca, Oh, my goodness. <gasps> Oh, I hear it. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. What a way. And not oh, Sam Lyons in the building. And not only is he in the building, he is wearing African kente cloth. Right here. Oh, my goodness. During Cocktoberfest. Oh, my. Sam, you can sit over on that. So that way I'm not on top of you. It'd be amazing. I crushed the intro, guys. I crushed it. You did. And he's got the devil drink with him today. right. Got the devil drink. Got the monster. Look at this. Hey, hi. Hello, guys. Hey. There we go. Yeah. My head the table's turned. Oh, this now we are, we are indeed live. Yeah. 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 This is Cocktoberfest. What has happened? Yeah. It's a Caucasian October, the celebration of white culture. I understand you're confused, you're concerned. I'll tell you what's going on. This is just a, uh, it's a routine, just check in during the month of October to make sure you and your fellow cocks are uh, enjoying yourselves but not getting out of line. That's like, true. It, the month's going to end. That's you can see by your attire, you're trying to intimidate me and send a message. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like an inside fastball, my friend, right underneath the chin. You're can welcome. We, can we slide back a few 
minutes on the audio to uh, guard. What was that? You said you were ungroundable? Yes. If that's not the whitest white thing a white man has ever watched. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank that you. Was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. Ungroundable. And then imagine bragging about that. Right. Oh, imagine was... bragging about your parents not being able to punish. Is that my, my privilege? Parents, my parents? Yes, absolutely. Is that white privilege? Yeah. A Cocktoberfest miracle. <laughs> my parents hated me being in the house, so they just wouldn't punish me because then they'd have to look at me. I would just <laughs> Pretty good. I would just seven revenge folder, whatever. The... <laughs> is that a band? Is a that... revenge folder. I feel like that would be a thing. <laughs> is that a band? Seven, a, seven avenge. What is the? I don't know. Avenge fold seven or something like can, that. Now, can, now, now we're on that. I'm glad you opened up kind of the the Pandora's box. Now, before we go any further, sure, let sure, me sure, also sure. remind our amazing listeners that we have the wonderful Mary Mack. They'll be joining us in nine o'clock hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, they'll be joining us. And again, Chris Demon is out under the weather again. Uh, so Sam has been kind enough to join us today. So thank you so much. And we'll be doing recasting call. And of course, in honor of re uh, of there you go Oktoberfest talk talk to Oktoberfest. Right. He'll get there. Uh, we will be doing Black Panther mm-hmm. uh, for recasting call with the cast of characters from Seinfeld, Cheers, and Friends. And Garner, what was our response to <laughs> those shows? <laughs> Yo, ch- all right, Cheers does slap. Cheers is a Cheers is a Cheers good slaps. Show. Cheers mm-hmm. slaps. Seinfeld has its moment. It just wasn't yeah. for me. What does slaps mean? That means it's, it goes hard. It bops. I'm gonna start using that. It, do- it does dope. what? It, it bops. It bops. It's a I'm full flex. Use, those use that with Greg tonight. Like Greg, oh, no. have you heard of the new bop? Man, this slaps. That this new bop slaps. Seinfeld. <laughs> if you can, Man, that place that place slapped. If you can get Greg yeah. Amziger to say bop or slaps on MLB Network, I will do whatever you ask for the rest of the year. Now, I wouldn't say the play slaps. Tell, tell me your meal slaps. Okay. Yeah, like physical locations don't necessarily slap because the, the foundation would be weak. If you can a... get him to say, am I allowed to say where he's eating dinner tonight or I should leave that out of there? Um, well, we're not eating dinner there now. Okay. Well, if he had went to a local establishment to eat and he yeah. were to go on MLB Network and say it slaps, I would be willing right. to be your manservant. Well, that's how he informed me we were going to the game. Oh, okay. In the private suite tonight was, he said, hey, guys, on our text chain, sorry, I got to cancel dinner tonight. We were going to go to Gambling wi- Gambling Whiskey House. And everybody was like, oh. And then he hit you with the Oprah. And then he's like, but instead, I got us a private suite to the Cardinals game for game one of the NLCS. And everybody's so, like, you get a suite. And you get a suite. Greg Amazinger, he's very good. So we're going to have fun. His entire family is with him. So That's I haven't seen excited. the kids in a little it's while. It's kind of an important fun. game, right? What's the, yeah. how, like how deep in NLCS? Like how deep? Because like the this DS. This is it. it's like uh, the final four. If you were like the final four. So this four is like for the World Series. For the world league. Series. And so then the, you've got the. Yeah, the for the pennant. The pennant. That's right. Baseball. Baseball. I know you make that sound sometimes. That sound is made. Big League Chew. I want Sam now to be the in-game host at Cardinals game. Just baseball. That ball just went went right over. It's way over there, guys. That's far. Let's do that baseball. That's farther than I've ever hit a base. I played Little League um, for two weeks. (laughs) And... Because the first practice of the second week, we were taking a water break, and I was headed to the water cooler, and I heard someone yell, hey, heads up. And I missed the first day of practice when they taught us what heads up means. So I turned and looked up to see what was going, and then I came to like five minutes later. Oh, boy. With a slight softball indentation. It was like the big yellow softballs that looked like giant golf balls. Yeah, yeah. Just a little 
right oh, here. That's why I, I lean a little bit when I stand still. That's all it took for that's, you just to not. I was like, that's I can go in the house and I never get hit by a ball. <laughs> that's <laughs> It was that's the bike fair. all over again. Like, I'll why? go play RBI baseball. That's fair. No, oh I, and I did not once. Mm. Wow. I, I was I was going to say though, I because we were on the un what were you ungroundable. Yeah. I have been watching this lovely program called Love After Lockup, and it's a reality show <laughs> about people who date I've heard of folks this. who are in prison. Okay. And they follow their relationship, and of course, the people transitioning out of prison and back into the real world and trying to develop these relationships. They started with these people while they were in jail, and one of the gentlemen who got released from jail had a girlfriend that was, of course, on the outside waiting for him, but she ultimately is the reason why he ended up in jail in the first place. And so the, the big drama with this particular couple is that the daughter, who is responsible for the son being in jail, does not get along with the mother. And so the mother knows her son deals with addiction and her past is why she's really worried because she doesn't want her son to go back to jail. And so they had a conversation, but something happened during the conversation that I've seen before, but only in white culture. And that is during their conversation, this young lady was using foul language towards the mother. To which my surprise, I was like, oh, shit, that ain't, that ain't fly. fly. Like, it's that ain't gonna, gonna fly. Like, even when there's a disagreement, like, cussing at someone's mother don't play that. is just incredibly frowned upon. So, Gardner, I would love for you to perhaps help us understand why your culture feels comfortable at cussing at parents. I've never cursed at my mother. Really? No. I don't blame you. I felt terrible once. Um, I don't even know what I did, but my, <laughs> I don't know, my mom's going to like me telling this one. Mm. Go on. Come mm-hmm. on. Just, Lean in. Mm-hmm. But it's fine. Um, I did something. We were on the front porch and I pissed my mom off to, I don't know. I can't even remember what it was, but she called me a dick. Your mom called you a dick. Called me a dick. Okay. okay. And took her hand back. Okay. <laughs> but it was such sl- so slow that right. I saw everything developing. And so she like went like that, and I but I ducked sure clearly, well, and, you, and yeah. she missed and whiffed, and she hit her hand on the railing. Oh no! And then she's like, ah, oh. and I'm like, oh god! Now you got to. I ducked. Yeah. Now you got to take care of her. But it was an instinct because she was trying to slap you. Yeah, but I my instinct was if someone's trying to do that, duck. Especially when it's going that slow. Yeah. Like, if she would have been quicker, it would have been a, a whole lot of... Oh, so then I was, like, trying to tell her, just hit me. Just hit me. <laughs> I'm, like, on the... I'm out <laughs> in the porch in the front yard begging my mother to hit, hit me. You. Well, she, like, if anyone's going by, they're like, what the hell is this family doing? I've, but I've seen it in the wild. I will say I was... When I was coaching back in the day yeah, during never, basketball, never have. I've seen that happen. Like so, I, there's they have this fall league. Like it, I've cursed around my mother. Yeah, I've done never that. Like, yeah. Yeah. When I've done that, I was like, oh god. Oh, like, I still like lower it when I'm. Yeah, me too. Right. I'm like, you son of a. Is I'm talking talk- about somebody else, or right. I'm talk- and I'm yeah. dropping whatever. Like I do that, but like I've never direct directed it at my mother the closest i've ever gotten to it and this is when i remember the day because it was out of a horror film it was like i understood why white women fall in the woods when they're being chased (laughs) by a killer what happened was i got into an argument with my mother i think i may have been 
seven or eight and like she had said something that made me upset and then I thought she had turned around to walk away and then I had thrown up the middle finger. Uh, but, but she hadn't my, turned around. But she hadn't fully turned around <laughs> and she saw me throw up the middle finger. So oh, no. I knew in that instant like I had to run. And so I was running down the stairs. I was stumbling. I couldn't get like my feet just could not do things. And I they weren't finally, working. It, they weren't working. Oh, my legs failing me. And then what's even worse, I got to the front. Like I and my mother is not running, but walking Michael Myers style oh, towards me. And I'm like, I'll get away, of course, because she's walking and I'm trying to run. But, nope, but really, I can't. Really. My legs aren't moving. So then she I was get, blessed by the witches. Yes, yes. And so she just taking her time. She walking like she just knows. Like I know how this is gonna end. But I'm thinking, oh, I'm gonna get to the door. I'm gonna get outside. And then I, but I can't get the door unlocked. Never in my life this have is I a ever horror struggled. Movie. It is. I've never struggled. And I like it. Took me five minutes. I feel like to try to open that door. And boy, when she arrived. Oh, I was in a world of hurt. <laughs> so, okay, now it never, it never once occurred to me, not as a child, not as a teenager, not wrecking my car last year to run. Like it never, but like people just like you would run from whoopings when you were a kid. Like, like this was when I was younger, so I just thought the best option I had at the time after being you busted. Weren't even, you weren't thinking about the future. You no, just, no, I was just thinking about in the moment. I okay. have to get away, and I wasn't even mm. thinking what I was going to do once I got outside the door. Right. Like I, you I don't think, have a key. Where are you gonna go? Right, and then I think I probably would still be running if I, even <laughs> if I was. Like I would not have stopped. You would have got outside, and your next thought is, uh, okay, where can I live now? Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yes, and I don't know. And but I have seen it in the wild, not only on that reality TV show. Like I said, when I used to coach basketball, I saw a kid. His father was one of the coaches on the team, and he had he'd done something that was stupid for a coach to do. And the son who was playing on the team. I saw him. He said it away from his father, but I saw his lips go, you fucking idiot. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God, that's such a heavy thing to say about your father. Like, good mercy. What is mm -hmm. what are these kids up to? And I just wondered, is that well, how do kids feel that comfortable? Because I'm like you. Oh. I I would have never like even like I said, just saying damn around my mother. I I'm afraid to even do that. Well, and I will say that, like. I guess it depends on what you mean directed at your mother. Because I have said stuff like, like, say I'm getting in trouble or something, and I, I would have done. I remember one time going, "This is fucking bullshit." Like I disagreed with it, so I said, "This is fucking bullshit." That's so I wasn't. And so I'm not. I guess when I say directed, I'm not calling someone a name. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying it, but I would have cursed maybe in saying I. Like disagreeing with her, so you've cursed at her, but you never cursed her. Yeah, that's, I, I never that, cursed I her. The, yeah, okay. that's I've cursed right during there. disagreements yeah. or whatever, okay. but I'm not calling anyone a name. And like my my parents weren't. It wasn't like belts or anything right. like that. With like I got soap once, I think. Oh, you can go blind from that. That you know, my dad. This is how. I've told this before, I think. <laughs> but you brought that up. You know, it used to be uh, if you touch yourself, you're, you're going to go blind. Sure. Right. Heard that. My dad took it a step further. This is how my family was. My dad told me that if I played with myself, I would get elephantitis and had a picture of a guy with his testicles in a wheelbarrow. Oh, it's fucked. That, like, it fucked me up so bad at times. I'd piss on the floor in the bathroom. I remember this because 
I was what? afraid. I got like afraid oh, to like my to even like touch myself. And my dad just would fuck with me like that. That's that's, a, that's how my family. That's how I grew up. That's that meant, meant so we I, should be oh. teaching each other how to touch ourselves. Like we should be trying to inhibit. <laughs> <laughs> my dad's like, oh no, you won't. You know, you'll, you'll not go blind. You gotta take care of your. Prostate, you'll have to man. carry you your testicles be... around in a wheelbarrow. Fucked, man. Yeah. So that's how my family functions. I can't wait to tell my kids to jerk off. Like that's <laughs> the, first, like, the first time they like they like seem embarrassed. I'm like, no, do your like night out here. Like go somewhere private, but do your mm-hmm. thing, dog. Like lock the. Are you gonna te- lock? Tell yeah, them? yeah. Lock the door. Make sure that you can unlock it. Let's practice first. Yeah. You know, sometimes like kids, they don't know how to open. So let's make sure that you can get it open. Okay, good. All right, I'm gonna go. I'll be gone for like 20 minutes. Do your thing, like. <laughs> Sam's, gonna, Sam's teaching his kids the, the, a nice setting for self-gratification. I spent way too long, like, uncomfortable with myself, like, sexually. Like, uh-huh. I thought every, like, thought I had was evil. I thought I was going to hell for everything I thought. Like, I, I thought that for a time. I don't, like, I, that's, 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 that's you a get, very unhealthy that's environment. That's what you get for, with religion. I don't, yeah. I'm not blaming that on anybody. Cause, like, but, like, oh, that, I, I if I can If I can do something to make it a little better for the next, I'm get, t- jerk it, dude. Go ahead. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ready for that conversation with the child. I don't, because I never had, like, here's the thing. I got the talk sophomore year in college. You got a talk? It was like, it was, I got it, but it was like, and it was sprung on me. Like, it wasn't I like. I never got a talk. Like, I got a talk when I was like on a, uh, like an eight hour road trip with my dad. And I was like, Ooh. well, I'm a, I'm a sophomore dad. You guys listening to in smooth college. Jazz? So I was like, that horse left the barn four <laughs> years ago, but okay. We were not at the time. We were not listening. We were not. He was not in his smooth jazz rap phase yet. Yeah. But no, I don't. See, but that's also another thing that I think is different in, in black and white cultures is the conversations even about sex. Like, and maybe now, uh, since I guess a new generation, of course, having children, they have a different way of going about and having that conversation. But for us, like I said, it was kind of like, I don't know. We like, I think they left it in the hands of the church. To yep. hope they scare the hell out of us yep. mm-hmm. from having sex, which obviously had the opposite effect. It made us want to have more of it. So, but my parents yeah, never. Fear. Here's the yes. Here's what I, I mean. Got. Why do you think hell is a thing? For fear. It's Here, fear. Here's yeah. what I got. The church told me I was gonna go to hell. Uh, the school told me I was gonna get gonorrhea. Uh, really? And, yeah. And my my dad told me this. I was nine nine years old. This is the only talk I ever got from any parental figure. My dad sat me and my brother down. My brother was eight, and he. It was like a timid conversation, and the only thing I remember from it is he said sometimes girls are going to try to make you feel good about yourself by telling you have like a nice outfit or a nice pair of shoes, but they're going to try to get you to have sex, and you shouldn't do that. And that's all I got. That was it. The sex that was a bad it? thing. And I've spent so much money on Jordans. <laughs> Oh my god! And so few women have had sex. <laughs> he just lied to me. Like he, he lied. Don't even shame me sexually. He lied to me about First it. First, I get the Jordans, then I get the sex. That's how I thought it was gonna go, and that's not how it went for a very long time. No, and I think that is what led to my awkwardness coming up, is because I think if I had gotten a heart to heart to some degree from my parents, mm-hmm. I think parts of high school wouldn't have been as so awkward for me but again i they left it in the hands of essentially modern media and the church yep. mm-hmm. which is a terrible blend and uh, the first couple years in high school were uh, uber awkward tra- travis till i was 19 the only thing i knew about sex i learned from seventh heaven do you understand oh, how no. difficult it is uh, that's even more troubling now that we know the dad is um <clears throat> 
what he is. Yeah. What he is yeah. now. So that I is, wow. I was a wow. big Seventh Heaven fan. Ooh. Big Jessica Biel fan growing I up. I, I found it on Gear Hulu. Magazine, I believe, is where she went topless. Oh, nice. Yep, that is it. Uh, like it's I might on, still have it's it. It's on Hulu, and I've, like, I, I tried to, like, oh, let me see if there's any, like, I tried to start from the beginning. That show is bad. Yeah, oh, it is. I, it oh, must be around terrible. when Simon kills that kid in season six <laughs> when it gets good. Because I remember, I specifically remember those episodes being fantastic. <laughs> And they blamed it on the kid because he was smoking weed and not wearing a helmet. Yeah. And that was the entire The Seventh Heaven had like the what? victim shamed. I think it was like 14, 15 uh, seasons? 11 seasons. 11 seasons? Mm-hmm. That is a lot of television. It's a lot, a lot of, of bad television. It's a lot. Of, it's like 121 episodes. That's a lot of television. <laughs> that is. That is. So how did, you, how, did your, how did your friends get to talk? I don't know. I've never, I've never talked with anybody about how they. I don't know what the talk is. Like I don't. Like yeah. and my talk was different. Like my talk was my dad giving examples from his college days. My dad played college football, so that really was distorted for me. But like I said, the horse had already left the barn. But that's how he sprung it up on me, and it was just essentially like, watch out now, these girls will get you. And I was See, just that was, like, yeah, that was about what I got from my dad. But it was when I was nine, mm. so I already thought girls were trying to get me because they had cooties. So like, you didn't have to. See, See, I didn't lose my virginity in high school. No, I didn't mean to apply that school. at all. I didn't. I, I you did lost not, it sooner? No, before, after that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, I was... Yeah, yeah I, beliefs that were put into you, like, yeah, it takes a little while. There, it's a prison, really. Mm-hmm. And so you ha- might take a little time. How old, and, how old were you? I'd have. Let me do some math here Go for ahead. a minute, because I have to figure it out. Um it would have been 2001. I might have been 21. Really? Yeah, when I lost it. Okay. And then That's a nice reason. I remember age. when it happened because then my friends were like, so did it happen? And I'm like, yeah, it did. Uh, and she had a clitoral piercing. And they're like, what? For the first time? Whoa. <laughs> And I'm That's like, yeah, awesome. special time in the farm league. I know. Wait, what are you saying? I took a big jump. And then I remember. They threw you like right into oh, like yeah. a rookie, Dude. right into like a oh, middle yeah. of a playoff star. I, I was, was like l- four, throwing a four-year-old into the river to teach him how to swim. Yeah. 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 And I think. This, Did it work? But, but that was part of the appeal, I think, to this girl was like, oh, I get to take this from this guy. And nice. She was, and, uh, How old was she, 40, 42? No, she was like a, uh, she a couple, TA? She was a couple years younger than me. Nice. Uh, she might, I think she was like 19 she or something 19 like that. 19 with a piercing? Damn. Yeah. Um, so, Going places. Uh, <laughs> yeah. All, it's all up from there. Uh, well, and I remember after having, uh, so. She's a general manager. Like, I met up now. with friends for happy hour, and we're drinking or whatever. And Did you boink her? And however the conversation, and I, I remember taking a sip and going, like, it, just hitting and reflecting on everything and just going, yeah, I think I'm going to do that again real soon. <laughs> was my line to I like them. that. I like that. <laughs> uh. I go, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, I think I'm going to keep doing that. So, that, I remember, yeah. I was... And, and I remember there being a moment of reflection, too, like, like of just bliss. Yeah, just like, that was... What did you, and I was like, why the fuck did I wait so long for, like, there's, like, I had taken all the literature, they would say, oh, you're gonna get STDs, you're gonna do that, like, and believed it, and mm-hmm. I'm like, I am a fucking fool. Did you, uh, were you satisfied with your performance? Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Good for you. 
Was she satisfied with your performance? It seemed like, I'll say this. Look at him. Peek up. Those are the days. Nobody's ever asked for their money back. Hey! <laughs> 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 nice. <laughs> See what happens to this show when Chris Denman isn't here. <laughs> Horribleness. I feel like we're all better friends now. <laughs> He's <laughs> drinking beer. I'm <laughs> drinking on the job. <laughs> we're doing cherry pop. Oh, sweet God help us. Oh, well, what were you doing today? I can't even remember now. <laughs> Well, while we're at it, boys and girls, uh, again, in the 9 o'clock hour, we'll be joined by the great Mary Mack, who will be performing at the Funny Bone this weekend here in St. Louis. Two shows tonight, two shows tomorrow, and she's actually got a Sunday show as well. So make sure you guys go to uh, stlfunnybone.com and purchase your tickets to check her out. Uh, But we're going to do a game Mm -hmm. that I enjoy, that I love, mainly because I came up with it and... I actually enjoy having Sam in to do this segment. And it's called Recasting Call. Yes. I need to get my phone. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. <laughs> Voiced by Tommy You Mons- know who that Sander? was, Sam? That was. Yeah. 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 <laughs> All right, let me do that one more time. Okay, hear that one more time. All right, do intro one more time, Travis. It's time for recasting call. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Most lander. Find you. You're dead in these streets. When you see me, you don't want to see me. Oh man. Are you? Which one of you cucks came up with him doing that? Uh, oh, it was for Cocktober. Who do you think? Because <laughs> he was like, uh, Travis, where can I get Wakanda Forever online? I was like, I don't know. I guess I guess. I couldn't find movement. a good one, so I'm like, you know what? It's Cocktoberfest. And Let you know, you just like you don't have to draw it out. You just say, hey, hey, man, Wakanda Forever. It's just a greeting. Like it's just what you. you it doesn't In be my ear now, it's Wakanda Forever. This is so so upsetting. <laughs> I was so excited because they they announced that Ryan Coogler's gotten to work on the Black Panther two script uh-huh. coming out twenty twenty two. I was in a good mood and I had to come in here and hear this bullshit. You guys have ruined so many Fridays for me. <laughs> First Justin Trudeau, yeah. <laughs> and that now was, this. Your body like deflated Sick when we man. told you that. Sam was hurt, man. That oh. broke my heart. That, that oh, not Justin Trudeau. Justin Trudeau. I give and I give, and all you ever do is take away from me. Justin. And he really, really likes blackface. And he likes like he like good. he's got he's black knee even. Like, he like he put black knees, black hands, black fingertips. I ain't no black fingertips can even be a thing. Yeah, apparently it is. Who knew? Who knew? Justin Trudeau. Just- Ah, uh, Justin Trenu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for casting call today uh, is the film Black Panther, mm-hmm. and the casting pool we're choosing from is the characters, not the actors, but the characters from Seinfeld, Friends, and Cheers. Mm. All right, so let's go ahead and kick this back. You're going to have to walk me through this one because okay. I've never seen Black Panther. Out and it's available on TV. <laughs> it was I available almost, on so many streaming services song, and now you have to get Disney Plus if you want it. I almost went and saw it in Forest Park over the summer because they did a showing of it on Art Hill. I just couldn't make it over there. I was going to go see it there. I thought that'd be this fun. So it would have been fun if you'd done it. Yeah. All right. This is so. All right. All right. So for the let's kick this bad boy off. Let's start with uh, 
So Black Panther, do you know what Black Panther's about? Let's make sure. My understanding is that a group of people hoard technology (laughs) and don't allow the rest of the world to have it. It is, is that prop? Is it, that it is the most advanced civilization yes. in the history of the planet. And they don't allow other people the technology they have because they think they're better than everyone else. And so they don't. Because they don't want you getting your European hands on it. Yeah, oh. essentially. They don't want you guys to get your hands it on actually, it. It actually, it's a great movie. It, it highlights a lot about like colonialism and, mm-hmm. and, and Western oppression. And you really, it's really a very educational movie. It's a heartfelt movie. It's emotional. It's got the family, the father-son aspect. I watched the first 15 minutes of it. That's really good. The first 15 minutes. The first 15 minutes really good. good. It was good. And then I turned it off and never went back to it. Because you were mad that they wouldn't share the technology? Like it's not. That's probably what It's hard to get past, man. Yeah, he's like, man. All right. Have you seen, you seen Atlantis? No. You haven't seen Atlantis, The Lost Empire? No, I've watched shows on Atlantis on the oh, History Channel. You, now you're taking them down a path. Don't do it, Sam. Right, there is an ancient alien episode. Let's let's no, let's oh, no, no, oh, no. I told you. No. He was going to do it. Leaning on I'll back. St- okay. All right. So. The, I, that's, I understand some of it, Okay. okay. I've okay. heard Travis talk about it a lot. I love it. It's, it's a, great a, movie. a great movie. It's a great movie. We're going to start with Forrest Whitaker's character, Zuri. Uh, so, again, your casting pool, Cheers, Seinfeld, and Friends. <laughs> okay. Zuri is, um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a wise mentor. Yes. He's, the, he's the elder. Yes. He's been around the block. Okay. He knows what's going on. Oh, he knows See, Sam it. helps me with this by describing the character there so I go. can kind of. Like, he, like, Wakanda is his community. He knows yeah. what his community he's stands for. He's the elder, for. yes. And he understands that even if the community doesn't make the best choices sometimes, it's still family. It's right. still squad. So we're going to get, we're going to. It gets darker before the dawn sometimes, but, we're, but that doesn't mean that we as a people aren't great. An, an, another elder of the community uh, is a man that I like to call, and you probably like to call, Coach um, mm-hmm. from Cheers. He's the, he's, he's the elder of the bar. Yes. Even though it's Sam's bar, Coach really kind of, he's, he's the go-to guy. If, you need, if right. you need any questions answered, even if he's, the Alzheimer is kicking in and he's losing his train of thought, he's going to get you there eventually. And okay. Forrest Whitaker's going to get you there eventually. So yep. Coach, Coach Cheers. Played by Nicholas Colasano. Or played the uh, Col- Colasanto. Okay. Yep. And he uh, played the character Ernie Potuso, a.k.a. Coach on Cheers. That's not a bad movie. I thought I it like was that. Ernie, but I wasn't positive. That no, was that was pretty name. good. That's a good call. I was going to, uh, I was going to go with Norm. Uh, from Cheers as the role of Zuri. Okay, played, of I like that too. George Went. I kind of like with the way Sam explained the character. I would have gone Cheers as well, but I would have gone with the one character who appeared on Jeopardy, Cliff Clavin. If he's wise and such. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. How about Cliff Clavin? That's my John my favorite episode of Cheers is the one where he appears on Jeopardy and everything goes his way, and then it's final Jeopardy. And he bets everything. He didn't even have to bet a dime to to win. And he bets his, everything. His answer, he didn't know the answer, and his answer ended up being who are three people that have never been in my kitchen as his answer, and then he loses everything. I love that one. Wow. So I, I would have gone just, that's with a that, good one because, just because that is, he's been on Jeopardy. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's a good one because uh, John Ratzenberger is like a, a huge conservative now. And I've seen so, that. So him being a part of Black Panther... <laughs> Is well played for a <laughs> Fest. Well done. Cool. <laughs> it's not bad at all. All right, let's move on up. Queen Ramonda, who okay. is played by the Queen. lovely and beautiful Angela Bassett. Queen Ramonda. Mm-hmm. And she, of course, is the 
She's the queen. She she's Black Panther's mother. Mm-hmm. She's uh, no nonsense. Okay. She's no nonsense. Uh, she's about protecting her family and protecting Wakanda. Tighten up. She ain't no. She he, she about that life. She ain't like no Queen of England with her little corgis. Nah, Queen Romanda about that life. So of course, out of your Seinfeld Cheers and Friends characters, who who would be that strong presence? Hmm. I have one in mind. Go. I want to hear yours first. Because you're talking about no nonsense. Mm-hmm. Right. That makes me think of... But still, another, co- still, still like, compassionate. Like, still a loving mm-hmm. mother. But a stern a but fair. Stern but fair, yeah. Um, it might not fit the queen aspect. Sure, go ahead. But when you say no nonsense, it makes me think of Carla from Cheers. Oh, I like that. Okay. I like that. There's that was no a nonsense. Go- she loves her family, loves yes. her mother. Jeez. It's complicated, though, with their relationships with a lot of things. Rhea there. Perlman. But she yeah. is compassionate. Carla like she's, Tortelli. She's got a tough outer shell, but she she is compassionate. See, I've got, I've, I like where you're going with that. I had Carla in mind for someone else. Okay. So okay. I'll, I'll mention it again when we get to it. Uh, for the queen, I was, I was leaning, and I couldn't decide, but I think I was leaning Elaine. Oh, now, nice. of, of the three, I've seen the least of Seinfeld. Okay. Uh, but that, that's that's kind of what I was. That's a good, like, bad. That's not bad. She's like she she's hanging out with the boys. Like she knows these boys are gonna get into. Oh, that stupid. makes sense. They're gonna be goofy, and, but she when it's time. Hey guys, one, two, three, eyes on me. Let's get it together. And she like we're gonna this road trip's got to end eventually. I'm sure this episode where they go on a road trip. I like that. That's not bad at all. I do really like Carla too. I like Carla. That's a role play. I was thinking Lilith. Of course, Frazier's wife from Cheers. Oh, okay. She's a very hard-ass woman. She's about like she's very stern. She loves the hell out of Frazier, but she is a very matter of fact, matter of fact yeah. woman about herself. What? Uh, yes. Yeah, so I, I was thinking that I like how we're sticking pretty close to the vest with Cheers. Like it's kind of creep me out that Boston characters are relating to uh-huh. Wakanda. Figures in it's Black fantastic. Panther. It's, that cheers. makes sense. It's, 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 it's white Black Panther in the television. <laughs> it's show. the departed recasting all over again. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It kind of is. That's not bad. I, I do like the Carla aspect of it. That was pretty well. All right. all right. We got T'Chaka. T'Chaka, of course, is the father oh. of T'Challa uh, and the original Black Panther. Mm. Uh, played in the film. Who played T'Chaka? Uh, the great John Connie played T'Chaka. Uh, so you, he's a statesman figure. He's uh, very, very pro pro uh, Wakanda. Uh, so much so that he, uh, uh, spoiler alert, uh, is willing to kill a family member uh, to protect mm. the Pride Land. Uh, so that, the might, stoic. If I if I figure, tear up, let's just we'll just push right through. That, <laughs> that, that's a, man, that's a good movie. It's a sad movie. You it's forget. a good movie. It is stupid good. Tachaka. The T'Chaka, so you need a statesman figure. Mm-hmm. I, huh, this is tough. You got Seinfeld, he's Cheers, He's going to do whatever it friends. takes for the people he loves. Even if it means turning against the people that he also loves. Like he, he understands the needs of the many over the needs of the few. Yeah. Oh, this is difficult. Yeah, this the is. way you described it for me Shit. and looking at the characters that are available. Um, it's, I feel like I have to go with like not a major character. Or try I to think find that's something you're gonna have to do. But I'm trying to figure out who that deep. might be. And I'm trying um, to see because I, I want to jump into the world of Seinfeld for this figure. Do you have someone in mind? Man, I have so. <laughs> 
stoic. I have Larry David's George Steinbrenner. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's just a ridiculous, over-the-top, stoic individual that just runs everything. That's Yeah, he doesn't show up terribly often when he right. does, and neither does T'Chaka. T'Chaka's not in a lot of the movie. Right. Like but the, his presence is. Yeah, his presence is always, and Larry David's presence is always Larry with David's us. presence is all over it. So that's where I would land. This is tough, I have to admit. Um, I was thinking, I'm trying to get a little more info on it, uh, of Elaine Bennis' father. Okay. Alton Bennis. Yeah. Because he, he was successful in some way. And I yes. can't remember exactly what it was. What about uh? But uh, like he, but he was intimidating to like her friends. They were all nervous when they would go out to dinner with mm-hmm. him and stuff. And like if they did anything weird, he'd call them out and yell at them. And but he he seemed to have a presence of someone who was important. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was thinking of him. Um, it looks like he was played by Lawrence Tierney on the show. But that's who I was thinking of at that. That I guess right now, not George Costanza, his father, not Frank Costanza. Um, See, I was kind of thinking Frank Costanza. You were? I was, cause, and, but honestly, part I like part Frank of it, Costanza. Part of I me like thinking because he also okay. plays the father in King of Queens, right? Yes. Yeah. So that, that's kinda, okay. That, that, okay, okay I like that. And like I'm saying, I don't know the characters enough. I'm going off description here. Yeah. So. Frank and Frank Costanza. Like, he did very... try to become the the president of Del Boca Vista Face too. Mm-hmm, he did. Mm-hmm. And Frank Costanza is very like he's very stoic. He's very like I'm just I'm, I'm a tough guy, but he fucking loves his son, and T'Chaka fucking loves his son. I like that one. Okay. I like that one. I'm good with Frank Costanza on that one. I All like right. that one, actually. That one makes more sense. Uh, let's uh, try to quickly run through these bad boys we got. Let's go through our our <clears throat> Caucasian characters, uh, and that's Claw and that Everett Ross. Claw is your villain. Claw was the guy who you saw maybe in Age of Ultron. He was the first person to essentially discover Wakanda and steal from Wakanda. Claw is with Michael B. Jordan when they're in the museum, stealing the artifact. Played by the great Andy Serkis. Yeah. Okay. And Everett Ross is played by Martin Sheen, uh, who, of course, we know from The Queen. He's also, I think, of the new series, Evil. No, no, that's not him. Uh, I'm thinking of... Uh, not Martin, uh, uh, Martin Freeman. I'm there sorry. I like, Martin Freeman. I'm oh, not. I was like, from Sherlock. From Sherlock. Yeah. That's all you had to say fault. to me. I got my Martin. Like Martin's British. Old as yeah, shit. I got I got my Martins confused. I apologize. Okay. Uh, Martin Freeman, uh, who plays Everett K. Ross, who is the CIA agent, who essentially. Oh, is he British? Yes. He's well. He's American in the film, but he's, uh, of course. Uh, Everett Ross is a real sad boy. Yeah, he uh, is. So I'm gonna make it quick. I'm saying Gunther from Friends. Ah, Gunther from Friends. <laughs> Everett Ross, I am. Uh, oh gosh, Everett Ross is going to get the uh, gets gets Woody. He's Woody from Cheers. All right. Yeah, he gets Woody from Cheers. Uh, do you remember? Um, all right, you've seen Cheers. Yes. Do you remember? Since Martin Freeman's British, I immediately thought of Robin. Remember Robin? I've seen like four seasons of Cheers. Okay, Robin is a British fella, a very rich British fella. I think I know of the character. Who ended up dating Kirstie Alley's character at one point, like an on and off thing going back and forth. All right, that's beyond me. So I only thought of him just because he's British. Okay, that's fair. But I didn't, okay. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about, played by uh, Roger Reese. Well, Claw's British. Yes, Roger Reese. Claw's British, isn't he? Claw is kind of British, too. You cannot, but Claw is like, he's obviously, he's just a, 
vulgar, over the top. He's a good villain. But he's he's the red herring villain. Yeah, he's the red like he got kind of Killmonger of course right, become the bigger villain. Right. I was just trying to get a British guy in. There. No, that's yeah, fair. No, that completely makes sense. Or I'm you one. could have that British guy from Seinfeld who got the Armani suit in the end, and I don't know who played that. Was friends with Elaine. That makes sense. I I would say then for. For then Claw, I would go with Newman. Yep, from Newman, Seinfeld. Definitely, I'm gonna trust you because you both. <laughs> definitely. Uh, let's get to the action now. Let's get to uh, because we're getting to the top of the hour. We're gonna have the great Mary Mac joining us here shortly. Um, we have Nakia, who is played by the lovely uh, Lapita Nyong'o. Uh, she's kind of the. Um, she's like the. She's the one who essentially. Uh, asserts that Wakanda needs to be more open to the mm -hmm. world. Okay. Uh, so she's kind of she's the, a humanitarian. Yeah, she's a humanitarian, but she's also a fighter. Um, I'm going Phoebe. To... Oh, I like oh, that. That's a good call. I like the Phoebe. I'm going to stick with Phoebe. I'm going to stop there. I mean, to run you over. No, 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 no. That makes Phoebe. Uh, a ton of sense. The description you gave Travis. That's a good call. That is a good call. All right, let's jump into Suri. Suri is, of course. Um, Oh, who is Suri? Uh, it's it was Black the Panther's sister. sister. Sister, yes. Uh, who what's, who plays her? Uh, she's played by uh the very lovely uh Shuri's played by Letitia Wright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shuri, uh, uh responsible, the probably the smartest person in the Marvel universe. Yeah. So very intelligent. Uh, really loves her brother. Really keeping the ship running. Loves yeah. her brother. Monica. She's Monica. Okay. Yeah, she's Monica. I would you absolutely guys, go with that. Uh, look, I'm look, you guys have the confidence right. in these picks, it seems. All right. Let's uh, roll it up to Eric Killmonger, of course, played by Eric, uh, Michael B. Jordan. His name's Eric? No, it's not. It's, it, it is. It is, it is Eric. Eric with a K. Eric with a K. Uh, oh. See, I was I was leaning kind of Newman for him, uh -huh. but I, did, I really like Newman for Claw. Uh, Killmonger? I don't. He's tough. Like I like I understand he's supposed to be the villain, but you cut you you you've got a place in your heart for him. Like you, you you'd love to see him set his own ship right and yeah. be able to get on board. But of course, you know everybody takes their own journey. <laughs> Fuck. That's uh, real deep. And sometimes your journey means leaving the people that you love in search of something new for yourself. So Frazier. I was gonna say Frazier too. <laughs> I was this. gonna go Frazier as well because he's like. Basically right 90% yeah. of the movie. Like and Everything I think, he's saying is right. It's right. just something about... He's just so like, he's right, well, but it can be a little annoying the way, at times. Yes. The way Frazier's kind of a dick, like yeah. Killmonger's kind of a dick. He's like, kind of a dick, like, damn, Frazier, you're right, but man, you're a dick about but it. But yeah. why do you have to say it like yeah, that? Yeah, 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 exactly. That's a good call. I like that. Uh, and about, I will watch the hell out of that movie <laughs> if you're telling me <laughs> Frazier is Eric Killmonger. That's a fun shot movie. Shot for shot remake with shot everybody, the shot. Same, everybody the same, but Kelsey Grammer is Killmonger. Um... Fuck. Well, he also plays Beast in X-Men. He does. He does as well. And a pretty good Beast, actually, at um, that. Uh, we need the general. And then, yeah, we do. We just go ahead and do uh, Wakabi. Wakabi. Played by Daniel Kaluuya, who you saw in Get Out. Kaluuya, excuse is, me. Is he the main character? He's, he's not one, the main character. Yeah, the main he's character. the best friend. Like He's the, he's the best friend oh, who yeah. ultimately actually sides I with Frazier. I haven't seen that movie. He <laughs> sides with Frazier for a while, but he comes oh, back. He, com he comes back home. Shit. Um. Mm. Mm. This is tough. Yeah. I don't know. He's got his, you know, like he, they're, they're partners. 
He's the kind. He's kind of flaky in the end. I'm going to have to give him George Costanza. I was, I was thinking George Costanza. He's, he's kind Costanza. of looking out for what he thinks. He kind of thinks he's not looking out for himself, himself. but he's, he thinks that what he he thinks he yeah, knows. Yeah, he's very George Costanza. And finally, uh, Black Panther. Not finally. Uh, the leader of the um, of his security. Oh, the what, security. Let's go. We got so we got two left. Let's yeah. go with Okoye. Okoye. Uh, played by Denai Guerrera. Now that's what I was thinking, Carla. Okay, that's Okoye fair. doesn't take any of Black Panther shit. Tells like, hey. When when they get out there and they're uh, he first runs into Nakia, she's like, "Hey, don't be worried about that girl. Right. We got villains to stop. Don't right. be looking at her. Look at what you got to do. Uh, and just, we'll just tell like just we'll technically just completely like just call her out, her boss out for being an idiot if he's being an idiot. Mm-hmm. And Carla never had trouble calling anybody. Okoye was pretty okay. badass, so I'm going with uh, Shelley Long and uh, Diane Chambers. You just want to get some Shelly Long. I didn't want to get some Shelly Long. In cheers, there. right? That's, that the main, that's Sam yeah, and Diane. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. And I then like finally, uh, Sean, my friend Sean loves Shelly Long. Shelly Long. He's, he's a big Shelly Long fan in her younger days. Uh, and then finally, Chadwick Boseman's character T'Challa, aka Black Panther. This is pretty easy to me. You, you got to go Sam alone. Ted. Yeah. Dan- Ted Danson yep. as Black Panther is just funny as hell. Yep. <laughs> Ted Danson as Black Panther is just perfect for October. He'll pro- October he'll do whatever it takes to protect his home. Yes, he will. He I will. I kind of like picturing Jerry Seinfeld in that role. I think Seinfeld as Black Panther is funny. I think Ross, just, okay. Ross okay. as right, Black, so, Black Panther listen, is Sam funny. Sam is Black Panther and Ross is Killmonger because of the whole uh, anthropology thing or whatever. Yeah, that can definitely I just are. picture like, you know, the fight getting ready to go and the chanting starts and then Jerry Seinfeld... Why do people say Wakanda forever? forever. <laughs> Just something along those lines. What's the deal with Challenge Day? <laughs> Are we a monarchy or not? <laughs> What's the deal with Vibranium? <laughs> God so, ain't making any more of it. So I just, that is that, funny in my head. That is I like funny. that. I like that. Seinfeld. That Ted Danson makes complete sense. Sam Malone's character makes complete sense. By the way, we should just do a sketch. Let's write a sketch where... Jerry Seinfeld is doing comedians in cars getting coffee in Wakanda. <laughs> yes. That's yes. our sketch idea. Let's uh, put it on it. calendars. Boom. Trademark, don't touch it. Okay, touch it. Boys and girls, we let's, reached the top of the hour. Let's do this, though, Travis. Let's keep it here a little, a few extra okay. minutes because um, we got another guest coming up, too. So uh, first, we will end recasting call. Wakanda forever. He just wanted to play Wakanda that again. Wakanda forever. Yeah, he did. You guys like that? Oh, look at that. What time is Tommy's recess? I'm going to kick his ass in front of all his friends. <laughs> Third lunch. <laughs> Third lunch. So uh, while we have a few minutes here as we go past uh, 9 o'clock just a little bit, I uh, wanted to mention Cocktoberfest. I think we should do our celebration of Cocktoberfest, the 11th day of Cocktoberfest uh, at this moment. You want, I'll do the prayer. Is that okay? Do. The yes. Cocktoberfest prayer. Sam, have you prayer? seen the prayer? Can I, I haven't seen the prayer. All right. Can I, can I do the prayer in a dashiki? Is that disrespectful to... It's fine. Okay, all right. Uh, we're trying something new, and that's called inclusion. Oh. Cocktoberfest. White people just come up with yeah, crazy things. Yeah, it's a new idea. <laughs> it sounds a little wonky, but we're giving it a shot. Congregation, okay. come together. Here we go. It's... In the name of Wes Anderson, appropriation, and white flight, Destin, Florida. There it is. So there's our uh, October 1st. I like that. All right, so we're talking about in the name of Wes Wes Anderson, Anderson, appropriation, appropriation, white white flight, flight, 
Destin, Florida. Florida. I like that. Pretty funny. It's right? smooth. It's got a little rhythm to it, it does, too. Right? All right. Okay, yeah. we're going to have to change it. Ah, <laughs> too much soul in it. Destin. Too much soul. <laughs> Bring in a black gospel choir. Gardner's just pissed. <laughs> no, this is not what I have. Oh, what are you doing? You're making this cool. No. No. You get yelled at for singing in church. That's what happened to me when I was younger. Good God. Um, you should have left the Presbyterian church. It sounds like <laughs> the Catholic. My dad would elbow me. That was partially because I was singing in a high-pitched voice for fun. So Church should be a little fun. And honestly, we took all the fun out of church, and that's what happened. That's what did it. I still, like, I, if I... I that I, and telling I went kids with that you're going to die a, as soon as you lie. To, like, if they call it a mass, I don't know what they call it, but for, like, a new age church that has, like, guitars mm-hmm. and that. Oh, contemporary. And I, yeah, and so I left there, and like, what do you think? I go... I, I gotta tell you, I'm not comfortable with that. I go, it's weird, man. This is not. I like. I am used to the straightforward. You're gonna be there for an hour. Yep. You're singing hymns. You're doing like that's what that's church to me. This I, is hard for me to deal with. I grew up in like a hip church with a full band and everything. But then in college, I was in Church of Christ, which is like acapella, very straightforward. Still good songs, but no music. And then like when I went to the first time, I went to like a contemporary church again. I was like, this is disrespect god's gonna smite oh i'm not going to that church he's gonna strike lightning <laughs> yeah oh no now i was uh but it is the 11th day of cocktoberfest and we try to put out a couple things each day to celebrate this month of white culture we have first our cocktoberfest playlist which we add two songs to on a daily basis oh We've had the likes of Journey, the likes of Dave Matthews sure. Band, the Four Non Blondes, of okay, course, okay. um, Neil Diamond All right. yesterday. Yeah. Uh, today, we add Radiohead to the fold, Sweet and with Jesus. their song "Creep," naturally, which Just, we had a poll out a week ago. Uh, by the way, why does the lead singer of Radiohead looks like uh, Tilda Swinton? Tom York. Yeah. Don't disrespect Tom Young. No you better watch yourself. Well, we asked people when you hear the song Creep, I remember, yeah. Yeah, do you think TLC or Radiohead? And it was like, what, 60, 40? Yeah. I said Radiohead. Yeah, you did say Radiohead. The look he just gave me, if you all could have seen it. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to talk to you later. Like, my damn it. Shit. <laughs> we don't have a conversation about it's that. It's the first lullaby I sang to my niece Whitley was Creep. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Well, no. My grandma that's was holding her. Don't do and that. I said, yeah, we remember. I wish I was special. That's- that's so You're disturbing. You're so fucking special. That's and then so Grandma's weird. like, Christopher. I went to a wedding last weekend, and then we did karaoke afterwards, and uh, the groom sang Creep. Oh, really? And it was amazing. <laughs> he put his all into it. Yeah, well, when she gets to that Chris run Barnhart. part, <laughs> when you get to that run, she runs, 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 and then you got to get real high. I'm a creep. Yeah. By the way, one of the best parts of Social Network is when they play that song, and I think it's sung by like... Oh, it's a Belgium, that is that it's song. A Belgian girls choir. The Belgian girls choir. I can't choir. it's like the Solancini brothers or something like that choir. Damn, Social Network is good. I wa- actually watched, it was about a month ago, I spent two hours of my morning drinking coffee on a Saturday watching videos of creep covers. Uh, talk about a white thing to do. Um, and I, one of those was a live performance by that group, actually. I got creep covers locked in right now. I've watched all of them, I think. Jesus. So uh, that's the first song on your playlist. Okay. The second song for today, Take It On The Run by REO Speedway. Take it on the run. And that's the way you want it, I don't want you around. It's between that and Time To Fly. That's a good song, though. You know, Take It On The Run is 
I wish, uh, like, there are some really dope ass white people tracks that I wish my brothers and sisters would jump on and remix. Taking on the runs, one of them. That'll be a good one. Um, Shine Down Second Chance would be a good one. Yeah. There are a few songs <laughs> that I think if my. Sam looks very pleased with us. <laughs> Zoom in on it. Got that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's get this one. Let's get this. <laughs> uh, he's so proud of him. Look at her. Oh, yeah. Shine Down Second Chance. Uh. I'm sorry. I don't know why I did that slow mo. <laughs> Um, so there's our two songs for the Cocktoberfest playlist. And then That's tight. finally, pop culture, as I call it, an element of white culture that we celebrate that white people really adore. And today, if that ain't the whitest thing a white man has ever whited in his life, homeowners associations. <laughs> HOAs, man. HOAs. You got control over everything. Holy shit, that's amazing. You can keep the yards in line. You can uh, control demographics in a way if you choose to. Oh, that's amazing. So, I didn't, like I said, it wasn't until um, I really got into HGTV to, until I understood what HOAs were. They are a serious business. It's like the mafia. Are, I think. It is. And like a part of me, like I didn't also realize how much, and they probably should be because I'm not out buying a home right now, but they're a big deal breaker for a lot of um, potential home buyers. And I, yeah, you're right. Like they're serious about it. Like they are oddly intense about like with the hedges and the Christmas things yep. and can the I, trash. It's really crazy. Can I throw a little uh, in honor of Cocktoberfest? Uh, take a little Gilmore Girls route for a second. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a there's a pretty primo scene uh, with Richard and Emily Gilmore. They're complaining, but they have this really swanky neighborhood. It always you. comes back to Gilmore. It really always it does. does for Sam, like everything just full circle is. Like, uh, <laughs> and they're complaining about the neighbor's Christmas lights, and they said they they pulled out that gaudy Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer display. Well, they can't do Santa then because they're already at the limit with their uh, chimney lights. Well, they could forego the chimney lights in honor of the reindeer. We may have to go to the homeowners association about that, and that's what the entire opening scene of an episode is about. How did homeowners associations become a thing? Like, is that like flight. it's one hundred percent part of one flight and the enclave? That's amazing to me. Mm -hmm. Like, I will have to say, of all the white privilege things, that's some white that's privilege ass shit, that man. Was that the is smooth. One. That, that was is slick. We can't. That's one we can't prove. Like, but. we can't. Like, that's one. Yes, I, that's a good one. That was like that's systematic racism done. It's like in such the, a subtle way. It's the that you can't really fight. Like, we can't yeah. protest homeowners associations. Like suburban version of gentrification. Yes. Yeah. It is, it's it is and it's well, like, it's in, Sam makes a great point, like, I can't uh, have a march against homeowners associations and, because I can't actually prove definitively it, that the, they're racist, but like Cracker Barrel, you feel like it's racist. Mm -hmm. What? And it doesn't infringe Against upon my anybody. people because it says crackers. Shut your mouth. <laughs> it doesn't infringe upon anybody because it's not difficult to keep your hedges trimmed to a certain length. It's just stupid that someone would tell you you have to. I went. I, had a, I dated a girl, and and her, her parents lived in a, like an HOA. You could not park on the street. Mm -hmm. Like they, you, they would not let you park on the like. So we would have to park like almost basically in another neighborhood, and then walk because you couldn't have it in the like. I think you only have one car in the driveway, mm -hmm. and but you could not have any cars on the street. And I was like, ha ha ha! But this was like this was in Overland Park. Kansas, one of the richest neighborhoods in America. Uh, okay. And so it was like, that was my first introduction to how intense. I was like, oh, whatever. We're just going to be here visiting for a few minutes. And her mom was like, 
no, 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 no. You don't understand. I will oh, get no, letters no. and emails and phone calls and more emails. Like, oh, oh, and like it was serious. Like you would, you would walk down the street and there would be no cars on the street. Uh-huh. It's a beautiful looking neighborhood. Like from the aesthetic part, it's beautiful. But I was like, but you it's can not never. Real. It's, it's not, not real. real. You can't yeah. entertain guests it, it, having them park a block, a two blocks that's over why to walk all, that's to your house. It's actually uncomfortable. It's incredibly me. uncomfortable. That's why they all have golf carts. Yes, I didn't know. Again, I didn't uh, like. Uh, this is again. That's why I feel like it's like, man, this is racist because black people. We did not know about this shit. Yeah. <laughs> because then, in a way, then it turns into something like. Have you ever been to Newtown, St. Charles? I have not. I've ridden through. I think. Okay. I don't think I have. I'm not stopping. Yeah, I I'm not like, stopping. I may be familiar with it, but I have not. I have three friends that live in Newtown, St. Charles. Uh huh. Newtown is like Pleasantville. You, ooh, you ooh, drive in. Just went down my spine. They have Yikes. canals and everything in there. What? But they have like an amphitheater. They have a grocery Shut store. Up! It's like, you know what? They have the town within the, t- like the, yeah. all the town amenities. Make it feel. Shut up. So Are you a, serious? It's a community within it. But you drive in, you go across a bridge that's got like an obelisk, like a Washington monument in mm-hmm. the middle of it. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. We had a neighbor like that was called Elkins Lake in Huntsville, Texas. It so was the, just like, like that. There are people that create these or whatever. But it is makes me uncomfortable to be there for an extended period of time. It's weird, Because man. it is, they try to get the sense of community. Like, we have our own fireworks display. We have, they try to be everything self-sustained within their community. And, like, I get that, but it's just, like, the isolationism makes me uncomfortable, I yeah. think. Like, I would like to go out there kayaking on their canals if they'd allow it. But, uh, spending, it's like, I can spend a, so much time there. But you go down and, like, you know, it's the cookie-cutter houses. But each block is different styles. Like, oh, yep. we use this style on this block, this style on this block. Different colors, maybe, as you this go down. This is Hampshire Downs. This is Windsor right. Falls. This is Regal Estates. Yeah. Like, it would drive me nuts to have that kind of limitation to, like, how I want to live. Or having to, like, you want to put on a, get a sun porch or something. You have to get it cleared by the homeowners association for how what you want to do to your house or whatever. Well, like, they, feel, they feel so because like, those end in, and I've heard of them, and they have publicly in newspapers ended in lawsuits uh, and stuff like that. But I mean, there's some things that could just be outright garbage. Early, and early none, oh, competing. Go ahead. None of our careers really have us on our trajectory to be part of a HOA anytime no, soon. No, anytime that's soon. true. This is, this, that's for them. That's for them. And I think that's I, kind of one of the things that people kind of even accept. Like even. I mean, I even think of young white people who are buying homes. They're even, they're like, yeah, we don't need all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're all about keeping the neighborhood, but we're not going to live so strictly to the point, like I said, where you can't park on streets and have flags that are not 14 feet. Like, that's a, I think most people, I, I think I'm okay with people who are okay with living in homeowners, being a part of homeowners yeah. association. Hey, John, you know, it's uh, 4th of July's coming up. You don't have an American flag out. Uh, because I don't that's weird. That's that? Because weird. you, sh- I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want you dictating what I can do with my home, especially since I spent my hard-earned money and I'm going to be in debt for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I think I shouldn't be able to do. Outside of you running a brothel in the neighborhood, even then, so I would just probably take my concerns to the city. Or but like I said, ask for a percentage. Or that yeah, would be yeah, nice. Or like, hey man, just you mean if you're going to park on my park driveway, punch I can card a, or something. Yeah, Let me help you work. out. Let me help you out. But I just, yeah, I just feel like that's that's so intrusive. Like, hey, man, mind your own fucking business. I got people over. They're going to park in front of my house. It's my house. I think as boomers die. They'll start to well, fade see, away. See, it, HOAs are really more of a 
like in their at the height where a Gen X thing, but yeah. the boomers inspired. I think as the boomers die, the Gen Xers will realize how silly it is, and then we'll start to see it fade out. They'll come to theirs. Like when it becomes when they become the elders, they'll right. realize that we gotta let this go. But I don't and for even... me, and this is just personal taste. But when I go to a neighborhood like that, it just it lacks character. Mm-hmm. It lacks personality. Um, but that's personal for me. I understand that's subjective. But it's just like, well, okay. HOAs Bye. do not slap. They do not slap. <laughs> they do not slap. <laughs> well, you don't know who does slap? Who? Gateway powder coating. What? Oh. That sounds good. Yeah, because they're fast, oh, durable. They slap. Yeah, because they're fast, durable, and affordable. Gateway powder coating is the number one custom powder coating resource in the St. Louis area. We can handle just about any size parts in our eight by ten by twenty foot curing oven. Powder coating is more affordable, durable, and lasts longer than paint. Let your imagination run wild. If it's metal, they can powder coat it. Gateway powder coating from industrial to custom. They will bring it back to life. Hey, no appointment needed, so give them a call or just stop by. Gateway powder coating. If you're not sure uh, of their website, it's gatewaypowdercoating.com or put gateway powder coating in the nice old Google box. Mm-hmm. Also, boys and girls, tonight... I know it's raining. I know it's cold, but that won't stop. Oktoberfest. Soulard Oktoberfest, of course, beginning this evening and, of course, through Saturday, hosted by myself and Chris Denman, maybe, from We Are Live. It's free to get in and will be held in the Soulard Farmer's Market Park. The Soulard Farmer's Market, of course, founded in 1779, is the oldest continually run farmer's market west of the Mississippi, and is the centerpiece of the Soulard neighborhood, the oldest surviving residential neighborhood in the city of St. Louis. Soulard is the perfect place to showcase the great diversity of culture and heritage in our city. For VIP tickets, check out the Facebook event or search Eventbrite. They're only $20. Entertainment, live music, drink specials, uh, really cool, weird German garb, mm-hmm. and more of fun with Travis and Chris this weekend at got, the Soulard October. I got this uh, dashiki at the Soulard Farmers Market. Did you not? Did yeah. you? Yeah. I love the Farmers Market. It that looks was good. Uh, it's, it's a very. It fits very well. It's hard to get on with my long arms, but once I get it on, it's very. You have long arms. I've, nice. Yeah, you do. Damn. What's your wingspan? What is your about tree fifty? I don't yeah, know. I've never this. measured it. You <laughs> should measure. Like the Greek freak. Let's measure our wingspans after the show. That is Let's very. Let's do it. I'm done. That's very very ethnic. Are you sure you want to do that on doing October? No, it's like a it's cheat day. It's cheat day. It's cheat day. Yeah, we have a cheat day. <laughs> it's like in Lent. You still can't. Wait. Uh, I will say this. Wait till next week. I think next week we're going to unveil the inaugural Cocktoberfest Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh, God. It is. Uh, Travis knows who it is. Oh, this yeah. This person is be, very well deserved. It is. Absolutely. This is. Uh, Stick tuned for that. It doesn't, get more, it doesn't get more white. Uh, I would also like to uh, thank. Uh, as Travis, you thank some of our sponsors and let the folks know what's going on this weekend, but also to thank Tech Electronics for outfitting this studio. Yes, indeed. These cameras, these microphones, this board, the Behringer X32. Ooh. You can't see it, but it's beautiful. No, but it, it like, is beautiful. You did see it when I'm doing this with my hands. You would go, oh. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, they helped us outfit this studio. They can help you, your business as well. The Tech Electronics team wants their customers to be their Technological best when it's, whether it's through the telephone, IT services, professional sound systems, intercom, or audiovisual services that they provide. Where do you go to find out more about tech electronics? You could do the Google Box thing. I love doing the Google Box things, but I'm sure there are easier ways. You could go directly to their website if you'd like to, Travis, techelectronics.com for more information, career opportunities, and more. 
Shout so out, uh, that's uh, and speaking of the Sular, the shout out to Gateway Cards, uh, Getaway Cards, uh, as well uh, being a sponsor of our fine program, Getaway Cards at GetawayCards.com. Hashtag Card Blanche. They are. I got my Card Blanche shirt on today. There you go for the game tonight. Uh, so we love doing business with small businesses, and so will you. So check out our folks at GetawayCards.com. We're going to be doing the Triview with them here shortly. Yeah. Uh, Gardner's healing up, and Chris is going to get better. And as soon as they do, we're going to be out in Soulard getting our, our card on. Uh, I went in. Dibs. Oh, bet. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like yeah, let's, have, yeah. let's get everyone down there. Yeah, let's do that. I'll get let's Sean make it, down let's there. make it a day, yeah. Yeah, we could do that. We could make it a day. So I'll get shot down there. My friend Sean. Oh. We yeah, should do it. And, <laughs> not do that. But, no, we yeah, we should make a day of it. And like I said, this is my favorite part of October. And this is why I really love this time of year because, of course, the Cardinals are still playing. We have homecoming weekend out at Mizzou. The weather's changing, but people will drink and be merry. And it's it's it, this is good. Let's let's be a community weather. Mm-hmm. It, this is good. Hey, everybody, let's just it's warm and let's mm-hmm. snuggle and let's all jump into bed together. I feel like this is that kind of weather. Are you guys ready to lose homecoming to Ole Miss tomorrow? I'm not worried about. Oh, are you kidding me? That's uh, fair. Are we gonna? That's fair. <laughs> I'm not worried. <laughs> Uh, what we're going to do, we probably, won our two games. we'll just we're have good. a Black Lives Matter protest on the highway, and they'll be like, uh-uh, not, uh, we ain't doing that. Not, not today. Right. We're not turning right. this around. Mm-hmm. Not today. I walked into that one. That's <laughs> fair. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I am, uh, I, I am going to try to get down there. Uh, Chris, being fake sick, has absolutely thrown a wrench in those plans. You son of a bitch. No, Chris, get better, please. Hurry up. Get better soon. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited for that game. How is Ole Miss this year? They have a pretty good offense. Uh, solid offense. I don't, honestly don't know. Okay. We've, we've won at least two games in a row. We beat the shit out of Arkansas. Have you been down to Columbia? Have you been down I've there? Never, I was going to go this weekend, uh, but the way my bank account is set uh, up, could make it happen. Maybe in far. eight years when we do it again. The SEC schedule is so frustrating. Like uh, Alabama like has come to Columbia once, and I think we've been in the SEC for two decades. <laughs> like, like six years. Six years. <laughs> Maybe I'm exaggerating a little bit. And then, yeah, because I think we go to Georgia this year. Mm-hmm. And but Florida comes up to Columbia this year, so I'm excited Ooh. for that. And Florida, if I'm not mistaken, is like seventh or eighth in the country. Right if you now. don't make this weekend work, let's talk about Florida. I'm that down for be, that. I, I gotta get make it to a college game this year. I don't think I'm gonna make it to Oxford in time. Oh, so. understandable. Understandable. Like, yeah, and I, the bank account, just like, man, I tell you what, who knew living in New York would be expensive? Oh boy! I saw a Sesame Street article yesterday. Yeah, we were talking and about that. I opened, I opened it up, and there a little video had your a little baby boy Travis face right. Hey, everybody! Like, hey! I come. I, I didn't. Read oh the God, no! I exit the article. I come to my friend's post. That's my friend Travis. Ah. <laughs> and I just went about my day. Oh man, I love I love that show. It's so amazing. It's so lovely. Uh, we do, of course, have the uh, St. Louis Cardinals kicking off the LCS uh, tonight against the Washington Nationals. Uh, I'm very excited about playoffs being back in St. Louis. So they'll be so that game begins tonight at seven. Gardner, you will be in attendance. Yes. How excited are you it's for that? Fun. It's when fun. was last time you went to a Cardinal game? Well, let I've alone only, playoff game. I've only been to one game this year. Okay. And the game I went to, I was volunteering for Be the Match, mm. um, in honor of Joe Strauss uh, and helping people sign up for. Uh, uh, to be bone marrow matches for transplants. Right. Um, so I didn't really watch much of the game, but that's the only game I have been to this year where in previous years I basically spent summers down at the ballpark yeah. doing whatever 
doing whatever I did down there. Well, they were talking about, and I'm curious to get your feedback on this, and, and St. Louis prides itself on being a baseball town. Baseball heaven is what they love calling themselves. But numbers have shown, at least this past divisional series of the Atlanta Braves, that attendance for playoffs is down, that the ratings even in St. Louis are down. What do you, what do you kind of attribute that to? Um, in terms of baseball, I think that's just... What, and I, actually, I don't even know that that's uh, exclusive to baseball. It might be sporting events in general, where overall attendance has probably dipped some just because of the way, it's simply the way people watch games now and what's affordable. I mean... It's easier to watch the game at a bar yeah. near the stadium than to actually go to Technology the Technology has gotten to the point where we are very comfortable not being and at a game yeah. to watch the game, All and right. you have a viewing experience that is enjoyable. I think, are we at the point where finally, and, and and maybe this is just wishful thinking from a guy that has lived in middle class and AKA poor basically sure. his entire life. Are we at the point where these tickets will start to go down in price? Like I know they're doing the, these, the subscription thing where you can go like the, buy the monthly pass and you mm-hmm. can go to any game, like general admission. I get lots of emails where there are discounted price. Tickets. tickets all the time so all they're the already time. they're already they're, at a point yeah. where they're discounting a ton of tickets yeah for people yeah i don't know if it's it, yeah i i think for a while it was pricing and i i have seen baseball of all the other major sports begin to adjust accordingly based on that and like you just mentioned i i think even the nlds game on monday i think the lowest ticket was starting at nine bucks so but that also was in the middle of the day yeah, middle of the work good. day which is very difficult so i attributed the ratings being down is the start times and like I said, some of that is, and the, I mean, the Cardinals even adjusted for weekday games. They did to start games earlier to start at six forty-five as opposed to seven fifteen, which I makes like, a difference. Like, makes for, a huge difference for viewing wise. I love, I love that, it. and I love to even like as yeah. as going to the games. Like, now, that like means you're a, getting home like mm-hmm. at least by nine ish, like nine fifteen, nine thirty. Friday nights they switched it back to seven fifteen starts just because it's a Friday night, yeah. right. so it's not as big as big of a deal. And you don't want to start your Friday night too early. You want that. You want yeah. that kind of gap between getting off work and getting yeah. to whatever you're yeah. doing. So that worked. So I thought that adjustment was nice. What I'm interested in too, uh, if I'm talking about sports in general and just attending, is what what will the difference be for a layman person when MLS comes to town, as in terms of watching at a bar like Amsterdam or something? Because hmm. you, you've heard what the atmosphere can be like there and just how fun people. It is for people to that are really into soccer, but for like a layman person to like, is it going to be viewing or I get the feeling that for soccer in particular, that the fan experience at the game is something that people will seek. It's going to be new. It's yeah. going to be new. That'll be, it'll have some of that to it, obviously. Re- related. Yeah. I think we'll see the same with um, XFO. Mm-hmm. I, got, I, uh, I got my tickets Wednesday. Uh, Section 139, row A, if anybody watching. Are you serious? Kaka, baby. You're going to be up front, my friend. Five games. That is really dope. Yeah. That's going to be fun. It's gonna be. I think. I, so I think go. it'll be interesting how that plays out. I think uh, the draft is actually, if I'm not mistaken, next week. Next draft is next Tuesday and Wednesday. Next Tuesday and Wednesday. 
We'll have, to t- we'll have to see what they who they get. Maybe we should try to do a pregame show for that. Maybe we should do an XFL we'll pregame Let's special for that. I think we may have to do Brian something like Stoll, that. Brian Stoley, who's been in the media world, sports media world around town for the longest time. I'll have to talk to him because he's now in charge of media and communications for the Battle Hawks. Yeah, Brian Stoll, of course. Uh, Wait, baseball the Weekly. Garner? Yeah, yeah, Brian Stoll, <laughs> our Stoley former co-worker well. uh, who's worked on ESPN Radio We both Radio went to Fort Zumwalt North High School as Did well. Did you now? Yeah. Well, salute to to you guys. I didn't realize that. Yeah, I don't know why I didn't realize that. Congratulations, both Panthers. So Brian Stahl, that's a really great role for him because that's a guy who has he's got strong connections to the WWE world too as well. Mm-hmm. So that makes a ton of sense that he yeah, be congrats with to Stoleon. Congrats to him on that brand new gig. I know I was just curious because I saw the numbers and I thought I thought they weren't fair because like I said I think the Cardinal games except maybe they the, the entire starting time was before five o'clock. Yeah, but. Also, too, what also isn't fair is when they're talking about attendance, they're talking about tickets sold. So we're not necessarily at all times when you're looking at a stadium talking True. about the actual number of people that are there. So, But, but the, I guess the bottom line is the bottom line. How much what attendance is telling you, how much money are you taking in because of right. tickets? So mm-hmm. it does make sense to reference it that way because... They're simply looking at how much money they're making off tickets themselves. I think um, uh, we, we talked about Mike Schild. I don't know if you saw the Cardinals manager. Did you hear about the controversy? I've heard people talk picture. about it. I haven't watched it. So so I got the video. You have the video. Oh, Let's yeah. play the video one more time, and then I, and he, uh, he actually commented This is, um, it. just to preface it, this is post-game speech that was live-streamed by Randy Arizarena, the Cardinals rookie. On his Instagram, so this was not necessarily open to the public. Oh, Randy! Randy. Yeah, even the even the yeah, even the executives weren't in the locker room for this. So um, I just wanted to put that out there first, so Sam understands what's sure. going on here. So let me get this. Here you go. What I loved about this series is we played the game hard, we played the game right. We started some shit, we finished the shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and that's how we roll. We don't start, but no one fucks with us ever, ever. All right. Now I don't give a fuck who we play. We're gonna fuck them up. We're gonna take it right to them the whole fucking way. We're gonna kick their fucking ass. Yeah. Let's go. Dexter, what's going on? You know what I just, you know what I just realized too. Um, like I love how amused Yachty is, and he turns around and looks at Wainwright like, how about this? Like he like gives them the look like, Shilty's into this. Like mm-hmm. I love the reaction there. Uh, but I, I love that. Like, that is, no, that's what I say. Fuck who we play. Now, here's like, fucks with us. Exactly. We fucked. Will we fuck them? Yeah. Fuck. Now, and guess uh, what uh, we're doing after the game? We're fucking yes. the Stanley Cup. Where <laughs> but is I, but, I, but I think in the same vein, the way Hard Knocks. Stanley Cup, where is it? You know what would have been perfect if, like, out of nowhere, Brett Hall's like, hey, <laughs> yeah, we're fucking it up, shit. Fucking glory. Like, Brett, how did you get to Atlanta so fast? We should Were you just in the area? Like, I just glory, feel like. Gloria. <laughs> we should sell flashlights that are just designed like Stanley Cups. Yes. <laughs> Flash, oh, flash, God. Flashlights. Damn it. Damn it. Damn it, I Sam. It's a the cup. I, I fucked the cup. We, I fucked the cup. We did not. Let's go, Blues. We went fuck. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Protect the cup with the rubber. Wrap it up. All right. I th- <laughs> We're up in STDs again. We're number one. Yeah. But I think in that regard, oh, yeah. I, I would love to see, and it works for the NFL, and I would love for the NBA to do the same thing, but that's where you have, if you're trying to get people to be more interested in your sport, you need a hard knocks type of situation where you can have those behind the scene moments. And honestly, 
I, I think that not only is going to do wonders for a Schultz legacy, mm -hmm. but I think this it does finally make this Cardinal team a little bit more interesting. I've because heard of, uh, you said that yesterday, and I heard a few people say that, that it changes the perception a little. Yeah, I think it kind of got, so it, 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 it got me it fired up. They seem more like people. They're, they're yeah. Not, they're yes. like a team. We're not just a corp. Yeah, like we're just corporation. We're so buttoned up. And, and hey, we, 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 we played our home. We did sir. our damnedest. Really brought it home for the For the, for the team. We did it for the city. Just doing John Mosellac in person. Yeah, I did. I did. It's kind of rude. Acquisition cost matters. So we hear that. Necessary arbitrage. Mm -hmm. Augment. And I think I think baseball has to. And here's what I don't understand: like the the so-called keepers of the game are traditionally quote-unquote conservative, and they support individuals like this particular president. So I'm trying to understand oh, how you can. That's not necessarily true. Okay, not necessarily true. But for the sake of this, for the sake of this argument, I'm going to for say the it sake is. of your agenda. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my yeah, agenda. Yeah, exactly. But I just think like it's. I understand that baseball is supposed to be the gentleman's game, but I think you kind of. Well, that's more golf. But I, it's. But the way teams operate, it has unwritten rules, which we talked about yesterday. It's an old boys club. It's like it does, and once you, I believe, once baseball starts to break that down. In, it becomes more accessible. And once the sport is more accessible, it becomes more interesting and more people are likely to go to the games and watch it on TV. But then it's not theirs anymore. Exactly. Are... I, they, look, baseball had their opportunity, I think, a few years ago during the World Baseball uh, World Series. You know what? The HOA, uh, the baseball's unwritten rules are basically their HOA. HOA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're exactly right. Yeah. It just hit me. I don't yeah, know. That is. Yes. Yes. Bolt of lightning. Tweet that out. Uh, okay. That's brilliant. <laughs> That's Let going to use that on base, the MLB Basically Network. Yeah. Homeowners Association. Yeah, that, I completely good. agree with you there. We don't, we don't know what the hell they really are. Uh, Schilt went on to apologize uh, I actually have a video. Really, a, 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 he apologizes, but also doesn't apologize. I'll, I'll let you watch it here. You know, the clubhouse is a sanctuary that is um, very sacred. It's a private opportunity for, um, for us to be able to, to uh, enjoy and celebrate and, and, and um you know, yesterday I got a great opportunity to have a, um, a moment with our team that is private, should have been private, and um, make sure they knew how proud of the, the accomplishments they have and moving forward to our staff and our players. Um, you know, I apologize if my language has been anyone. It's not something I like to represent. Um, it's not to be excused that it's supposed to be a private moment. Um, but I will say that I'm, I'm flawed. I have my moments. Um, you know, I grew up in a clubhouse, and uh, you know, one of the crosses I bear is my language. So I've done a nice job over the many years of, of curbing that and uh, trying to represent always this organization and myself in a in a uh, in a positive light with class and dignity. I feel like I've always done that. Uh, it's regretful that that was able to get out. I will not apologize for having passion about how I feel about our team and the accomplishments of our team. Um, you know, so I just want to get out, the, uh, get that out there. Uh, so anything I want to talk about moving forward, we got baseball to play. Um, you know, and as far as Randy goes, you know, completely give Randy grace for, um, you know, he was just excited. He's a great kid with a great heart, and um, like I said, grace moving forward for him. And now let's talk some baseball. So there's the All apology. Right. All right. I think it, in the sense that, again, you are representing a corporate entity. Yeah, he had, yeah, to, he had to do it. Well, here's, he had to do it for Here's the, the thing for me is, like, the most important part of the apology that I took from it was what he said about Randy Arizarena. Yes, I thought yeah. that was cool. That was nice. That was, that was nice. good. The it, rest it, of it is a win. You're like, 
because you're like, what did, why would he apologize? Yeah, you're right. right. That's exactly right. But it's a simple apology. It's a simple apology. This is a simple. And so then you, it's a win-win. It's a win-win. So he presented it properly. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't completely fuck it up. Right. You're going to appease certain people. Right. And then also the people that are asking, why the fuck are you apologizing? You're going to you get to they look get to look at you and say, yeah, you know what? That's a classy guy. right?" So you, you get to win no matter yeah, what. And I get like he didn't, so he didn't a, apologize for the language. You said, hey, sorry if your kids saw this. I wasn't talking. Yeah, I wasn't right. visiting an elementary and, school. I was right. just talking. With I my did team. hear him. I mean, it got I've, a little I've boys heard Mike will be Schilt, Yeah, you know? I've heard Mike Schilt talk off mic before. This is not this is, new. Yeah. <laughs> I've, Mike, been, I've been around for those conversations. But I would imagine it's not new for a ton of coaches in no. all professional sports. And I think he made he, he, he prefaced it. He put it in proper context. Like, hey, man, in private, in a moment like that, after that moment, this again, this wasn't a guy berating children yeah. using that or type of team. language. Like or his team, happy. for that he matter. Right. He was very happy, right. And, then, yeah, and, I, I, and look, like I said, this put a little bit of sauce on this Cardinals team, if you ask me, because I have said for years they are the Ned Flanders of <laughs> the professional sports world. And to see this, I love it. I, 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 I Look, I, I'm game for this. I, I, I love seeing the human side of these guys. And he's not Bobby Knight with it when the game starts. He's not throwing you know, baseballs and baseball bats in the field to get at, at, after umpires. But mm-hmm. here's a guy who, just by all – sources that I've heard in regards to his behavior with his team, they love him. Mm-hmm. They like genuinely, and they say he loves these guys. Like he's having fun with them. So frankly, if the team likes him and he loves his team, it's not even my business. It's, it really isn't any of my business. I'm, I look that. And again, that, that was a private moment. And, but for me, I love how human he was in that moment. And as a, as a, as a guy who wasn't sure about this Cardinal team back in April, and even when they were going through a terrible summer, I, I now am reinvested. Like, not only did they beat the Braves, who were heavily favorites, but now I'm reinvested because these guys are like, nah, fuck this. They want to fuck with us? We're going to fuck with them. And I'm like, I love that. Gardner knows how I feel about that kind of attitude. I love people who like to take the fight. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm big fans of people who take the fight. And for a long time, for a lot of these fans, it just feels like sometimes the Cardinals go through the motions and they fall back on the Cardinal way. All right. And so I like the idea of these guys going, nah, we about to we about to just fuck some follow shit up. the unwritten rules though, Travis. <laughs> fuck the club up. Follow That's the, the club H-O-A. up. That's right. This is the HOA. Follow those rules, <laughs> even if they're confusing. <laughs> I like. I be. I became a bigger fan. Like I wish I saw some of this Larusa and more of Matheny. No, this is not Matheny speed. We always used to make fun of Matheny when he was to argue with the umpires. He'd be like, "Gee, golly, Willikers! Yeah. Oh, um, I believe you've made but, a that's mistake." A th- and I'm fine with that with my. And that's if that's who he is. That's, that's who, who he is. is. Don't be right. a phony. Right. True. Yeah. Or else then you're. Have you ever got... seen a phony try to use cuss words? It's, yeah. It's excruciating. I, I tip you here. Then it doesn't even work. Yeah. Because everyone knows you're just being a phony. Then your players <laughs> won't even listen to you. I, I, I tell you, uh, this was from crashing. Uh, it was the last season with Pete Holmes, and uh, he's talk, he's doing like these church comedy shows, and like, they'll do like radio appearances or a club show, and this other comedian tells him. Do what you want to do. Just don't be funnier off stage than you are on stage. And just be yourself. Like be. Mm. And if you and if if after a game you're, you're gee, guys, that was a great. We really did our thing. We really that baseball. <laughs> that's great. But if, but if you if you're like fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, Al, we're coming for you. Like that's how you want to celebrate. That's how you celebrate. I love it. I'm so much game for again tonight. St. Louis Cardinals taking on the Washington Nationals. Can't it is. wait to see what food they have there. <laughs> 
you son of a in the bitch. Sweet. He's a happy boy. He mm. is gonna. That's gonna be really cool. I've never gone to a. I haven't been to a Cardinal playoff game a year, let alone in a suite. So that should be really a good time for you. Mm. Can you sneak some food out? Can you throw something like over the ledge? Jeez like when you go, like, I'm yeah. going for a smoke. And he's like, Travis, that's you want some sliders? That's what I'm trying to figure out. I'm like, where do I smoke? I yeah, where do I smoke? Because normally when I had been there credentialed wise, I had a pattern. It was take the media elevator, just walk right out and walk back in. It was easy. I bet it's the same. I'm hoping it's along those lines so that I, I need, cause it, or else it gets complicated. You have to walk around or whatever. They don't have like and a cigar room? I feel like a private box at a... Like they have like a little, no. little smoking room? No? Huh. No smoking at all anywhere in the stadium, okay. they say. Okay. I've, uh... <laughs> they say. I've had one or two there before. Oh, my. Christopher. Whenever they you go down to cover the MLB draft mm -hmm. and uh, the team's out of town, you get access to the press box, but there's no one in the stadium. Uh, that's so I would cool. just walk out. I'm there by myself looking over at the arch, just that's sitting beautiful. there in a seat smoking a cigarette. Those are nice moments. Those are the moments I like getting to come. You know what? And, I, and we're talking about getting more people, getting asses and seats. And we we're seeing now, like, even with... Oh, you're saying the great smoke out where everyone's allowed to smoke at a Cardinal game. I think we're going to have to have... Cigarettes, a, cigars, marijuana, the great smoke out. That's a great theme night. Opium. Let's do it. Opium. <laughs> if you can smoke it, you can bring it. If I've done crack once. <laughs> you can, you can I smoke did crack one time. <laughs> I'll do crack again. Look, if they look, I should. Did you do crack one time? How was it? I don't really remember. I was really oh, fucking drunk. Oh god, I just a <laughs> shiver went down my spine. Like just the idea. Like I just. I'm intrigued. But fiberglass comes to mind. I'm no. interested. Oh, fiberglass. I don't know. For some reason, that know, makes sense. Whose apartment was I in? I don't even remember. <laughs> All right, don't go naming names. I'm going. I've smelled crack before, and it makes me nauseous. Yeah, there's a smell to there's it. There's a smell to it. That it's just, like burnt wire. Like, yeah, you're like oh, shit, good. call the fire department. Yeah, there's is, a fire inside and the wall. And, and, again, I grew up in St. Louis City, and so you, when you smelled it, like, you just, like, I don't know. Like, it was just never, uh, no, man. Like, that smell would be so prominent. You'd be like, oh, ah. Like, it wouldn't literally make you nauseous. I have a friend who's crack dealer when she would pull up in the back lot of wherever we were. And it was just she had a hair lip too it was like a crack dealer with a hair lip and i'm like man this is a lot going on here but smell like we would joke when he would smoke it because we'd smell it and be like, hey is a is a squirrel gnawing on some wire somewhere because it it, it smelled like an electrical fire i never I, ne I mean i understood why i took off because it was cheap high but yeah that's it but crack like was never like there's nothing a uh, cool appealing like you can't be smooth smoking crack you know what i'm saying you can't no. be like Fucking tinfoil. What's up, baby? Yeah, it's, Give it's me just tin one foil, second. It's yeah. burnt fingertips. It's this mess. It you is can't, just... You can't like, look you can at be, Pookie in New Jack City and be like, oh. And it's, that, whatever got him there, yeah, that's what I, I like want. that. At, least, at yeah. least they make Coke look cool. Right. But with crack, you just like, that just seems inconvenient. See, like Coke, it like... It seems like a mess. I don't want to like that the up when I'm done being stockbrokers if you're doing yeah, like a stereotype. Yes. You're not doing that with crack. Like, and then, like, crack well, gets a bad rap. It, as it should. Like, you just oh. see people in, in trap houses. Like, you, there's, a, there's like three mice running by your leg. Mm -hmm. You want to get high yeah. while a That's mouse runs like over your body? Like for That's me, not I believe. fun. I was with three other people. I don't remember... I know who two of them were. I don't remember who the third one was. This was a time when I was drinking a lot. 
Sure, sure, sure. See, so, crack, and then with cocaine. See, you look that, cool smoking a Newport. Right. I mean, just look at that. But then, like, even with cocaine, October. you got the cool devices. Like, people got the uh, the Coke spoons. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. You got, like, and, they, and they look cool. Like, they're, like, so, like be, rose like, gold. You're like, hey. hey. Let, me get, let me get four roses on the rocks. Right. You're like, like, <laughs> that, that looks tip. cool. Yeah. But crack, you just, like, uh, it's like eating crab legs. It's just like a bunch of mess. And things are everywhere, and it's all over your face, and, and you're in a vacant building, and I know it's cold, and do you see the roaches? That ain't cool. Well, not pleasant. No, it's not. And yet, it completely ruined all of urban America. That is what I would call a Cocktoberfest miracle. A miracle! I even tried it once. <laughs> that was a rude night for me. That was a beautiful close. Uh, the lovely Mary Mack, who was supposed to join us at 9 o'clock, unfortunately, also was under the weather today. Mm. So she will not able uh, will be unable to join us today but again make sure you guys mm -hmm. uh, check her out this weekend there's a lot going on in st louis this weekend obviously as we already alluded I think to mosslander is opening for mosslander is indeed oh, opening for her. So, again. Thomas, that's where I can, so go go check out a show tonight and, and have a fantastic show it's gonna be a great time and then pull tommy mosslander aside and say hey man what the fuck was up with that let him know what i'm looking for him he's probably asleep right now he's probably not seeing this Someone no, let him not. know what i'm looking for him. wakanda forever <laughs> wakanda forever Oh, oh man. Sam, do you have any shows coming up? If I do, I just completely blanked on them. <laughs> <laughs> Put Sam Lyons in I your do. Google box. I do. Yo, uh, peep this. The last Thursday of October. Peep is that the 24th? Uh huh. Whatever the last Thursday of October is, uh, the I will be. The last Thursday on... of October is the 31st, Halloween. Sorry. The Thursday before that. Okay. That's the 24th. 24th. Yeah. I'll be uh, right here in this lovely building for Happiest Hour. Nice. Oh. going to be on that show uh, at 6 o'clock. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, I'll be heading over to the Heavy Anchor uh, for Scaredy Cat is a uh, benefit show for a uh, local cat sanctuary, uh, the name of which has escaped me for the moment. But that's going to be a very fun show. Uh, Meredith Hopping's going to be on that show. Nice. Josh Schloeb is putting that together. Just uh, one of the sweetest boys in the city. Good friend of mine. There's going to be a lot of great comics on it. I'll post all their names in the when I find my phone. I'll let everybody. And uh, yeah. oh, nice. And then uh, if the next that next day, the 25th, I will be head down to Memphis with Carly Lawrence. Uh, we'll be doing a show at uh, Crosstown in Memphis. So oh, that'll come, be a lot of fun. Yeah, check, come check awesome. us out. Come check awesome. Us out. Also, if you're in the St. Louis. Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Thank you so much. Thank you. One more time for Garner, everybody. That's yes, yeah. It's, it's benefiting uh, Caddyshack. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be a great time. Come out to the Heavy Anchor and join us there. Speaking of Caddyshack too, as well. Not Caddyshack too. The sequel to Caddyshack. Caddyshack also. Caddyshack also. That will be relevant to Cocktoberfest this month. Just wanted uh, the movie Caddyshack, so just everyone knows. Oh, one thing. That oh you boy, did. was that this season on Cocktoberfest? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was kind of a tease. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Still. very Cocktoberfestery events, uh, laugh tracks on the trolley hey. tonight, oh. Yale Hollander. So make sure you folks, if you're in the area, to go check that out. I believe that begins at nine o'clock. That's gonna be this good. evening. So again, if you're out and about, it's going to uh, stop raining in the St. Louis area here shortly. Uh, it will be cool, but. I think they, they have heaters inside that bad boy on the mm -hmm. trolley. So mm -hmm. go check that out tonight. Our good friend, Yale Hollander, who, of course, was kind enough to host in Chris's place last night here for our uh, happiest hour. Uh, make sure you go and support that this evening. It'll be a very fun well. Put some money into show. that trolley. Yeah. Could use it right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and, and, and Yale, hit us up. Let us know. We need some of the feedback. We haven't heard... Uh, what, what the folks have said down at the trolley, what they have said about the, their first lap tracks and what their thoughts are and if that's actually helping 
get people down to the trolley. It looks like it was a, it was a smashing success, but we loved a little. A little I was uh, I was in the loop last weekend. Uh, went and had dinner at uh, Blueberry Hill, uh-huh. and then uh, went over to Venouche, I think is the name of it. The oh, nice. garage down there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw the trolley go up and down. It had a pretty solid crowd on. Nice, it. Just, that's you know, good. Families, everybody just riding up and down. Well, that's good. Back, it seemed like it was doing well. All right, cool. So maybe yeah, Yale Hollander again, uh, being a strong civic leader, showing the world. Take it that into the, park. the savior of Delmar. That get would off be at dope. the history yeah, museum and then go. Then take the kids on a hayride. They got going oh on goodness. in there. So hayrides in the in Forest Park. They now? have hayrides in Forest Park. You know what they're doing tonight? I love hayrides, man. What's that? The weather is not cooperating right now. Right. But I got an email about it. They're doing a float in movie, where you start at the boathouse. You yes. get a kayak. You get a paddle boat. You get whatever, yes. and you float over to Picnic Island, and then you they have anchors on their uh, on their boats or whatever. So you could be a double kayak, single kayak, paddle boat. And they're doing set up on the beach of Picnic Island will be a screen showing Young Frankenstein, yes. and then you sit in the lake there with your treats or whatever it might be and eat and that do sounds whatever. Like, when is that? That's tonight. That's actually. tonight. Yeah. Shit. I saw. I got an email about a week and a half ago about it, and if the Cardinals weren't playing tonight, I was actually going to uh, go and try and do that. The Joker might have to take a back seat. Yeah. Mm. So that was uh, something else that I saw. It's interesting. It, Maybe uh maybe give it a go again a month earlier. Yeah, I think is the October idea. the weather get, like even if it's October even if it was hot you can deal with the heat. If yeah, you're in the water especially but if you're October's at night weird. you're in the water. It the gets water, right. wet or yeah. It, yeah. But I do understand they're trying to do Young Frankenstein and tied into Halloween Ooh, month. But yeah. you're probably just it's probably two days after what it needed to be for the weather that we've had. But if it does clear up and all that, I hope it goes well because it sounds like a very fun idea. So that's it. That's the show. Any shout outs for you boys and girls? That was my shout out. I'll give my shout out to that. All right. Sam, you got a shout out to anybody or anything? Shit. I was going to say something funny, but you know how bad I am with that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, shout out to Ty Dollar. Shout out to Haji Daddies. All of, uh, all of our future Wolfgang. Nice. Uh, Actually, uh, I got a shout out because I want to put Sam's Chiron out. Okay. I want to do a shout out to Kaka Nation as Kaka! well. Kaka! 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 I'll see you in 139, boys and girls, and everybody, <laughs> all of you. I'll see you all there. It's gonna be a fun season. Uh, fun, fun weekend. Season. There's so much, so much to do this weekend. But I want to give a shout out to my man, Aaron Paul, and the mm. great writer Vince Gilligan. Oh baby, did you Pratt. watch it? I have not watched it yet. I, Ooh, I need that's to set aside time. And actually, a part of me kind of wants to go to the theater and see it because they're gonna Netflix is gonna have it available in theaters. Oh, okay. I don't know what theaters Shit. in St. Louis. We'll be showing it, but uh, I love Breaking Bad so much. I'm a huge fan Let of me Aaron you find Paul. Out. I'll go and see if, yeah, oh, absolutely. So uh, shout out to the El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie now is premiering on Netflix. I saw a little reaction to it. What's the reaction it's been so far? Very positive. Okay, that's what I wanted to hear. I'm very I'll just okay. say they like they like how it tied some things together okay. and gave an ending to a person to this character that they think was deserved. Okay. Okay, okay right. I gave that. Game, I appreciate it. And like I said, Aaron Paul, uh, if you haven't read his story, he's a very open guy about his career and how much he appreciates Breaking Bad. And uh, he's an easy guy to root for. So I'm excited to see what he does because he's, he's, he comes off as a very humble guy mm-hmm. and he's very talented. So I'm very excited. And I, again, love, I can't believe it's been six years already since it's been off the air. I, I think it's one of the best shows, top three, top five, maybe of all time. 
Uh, it's just such a – and from beginning to end, like it's one of the rare shows that actually yeah. nailed their finale. It's the best AMC show for sure. Yes, it's absolutely. The best AMC has ever done. Yes. Fuck The Walking Dead. And then Biscuit, and you know, and you know you're a good writer even when your spinoff is being also as well-received as the original. Saul, yeah, Better Call yeah, Saul yeah. is just – and again, another show. I know you don't like watching any of my suggestions, and I hate you for that, but Better Call Saul is another show that is right up your freaking alley I've that you will love. I've seen the first two episodes of that, but I've never seen an episode of Breaking Bad. See, oh, see you really, yeah, you, to, to appreciate Saul, you have to first see that's what I ca- That's why I kind of stopped. Breaking Bad I'm, is so good. It, it, it's just – it's Vizgillick, and credit to him. It's hard for me to invest time in things. I understand. <laughs> that sounded so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> that I, there's a woman out there that's been watching this podcast from afar that's been like, I can, I dig Gardner. I am so into him. And then he just goes, It's hard for me to invest. Yeah, it's hard for me to invest in anything. I said something yesterday to you. <laughs> Remember we were sitting at the table out, out there? And I said something. You're like, That is the most honest, raw truth you've ever said. And I, I can't forget what it was. What it Speaking was of now. mental health, St. Louis County Services. Good job. Good job, Sam. Good folks at the St. Louis County Services. Improving lives since 1955. Mental Health Matters also is a podcast you can download and listen to. We've had many of guests. Sam's been on there. Have you been on that, Sam? I've not been on there. You've not been on there. I feel like everyone has been on that podcast. It's a fun <laughs> podcast. Fuck me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everybody but Sam's been cool. on that podcast. Cool. <laughs> Oh, I was going to sit in my basement, I guess. I, but I, on a serious note, I will say, I know this time of year, we're getting close to the holidays. The weather is changing. Hard, man. It's tough. And I, I joke about the drinking, but certainly not to the point where I think people should drink excessively because it alters your mood. So be sure to hit up the folks. in the morning. Well, I was because I was supporting a sponsor. I feel that. I feel that. I'm doing, I'm doing sober October myself. Okay, good for that. you. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Me too. Good for you. Uh, well, okay. Okay. You've been doing it for six All years right. straight. You're the champion. St. Louis Counting Services. <laughs> Again, approving license uh, 1955. Uh, put their uh, name in the Google box. And uh, find out how you can make St. Louis or the podcast box dot org dot org. Spell out Saint. Saint. And I remembered what it was I said yesterday. What was it? it was something about if you said something, oh, maybe then you'll be happy. And I just looked at you and go, Oh yes. We both know I'll never be happy. <laughs> I can, everybody in the office just goes, Well, damn, Gardner. Oh, <laughs> um, why do you get out of bed in the morning? Because man? it was truth. It was my truth. It was your so, truth. <laughs> I'm in customer service, and at work we use like uh, Slack to communicate with each other. Uh, and a customer got very upset with me. Uh, and told me to fuck off and die, and that's how we ended the conversation. What? So I was like, I'm not talking to you anymore. And then I went and like I, I like told everybody in like my team what he said. I was like, jokes on him. I've been praying for the sweet release of death for years. <laughs> and then my like my supervisor came over, was like, hey, can we go talk in one of the conference rooms? And she's like, if you put it in writing like that, I have to check and make sure that you're okay. Are you okay? It's like, yeah, it's a joke. I'll go delete the message. Uh, but like, Jesus. they have to check. Really? They have, if you if, you, if, it, if it's visible in writing anywhere, they have to pull you aside. Sweet and release talk to is you. what I use too. Preparing for the sweet release of death. Yeah, because someone oh you might die, and I normally I just got sweet release, sweet release. No, my it is it, but that's true though about me though about uh, it's hard for me to be content. That's what my therapist says. I'm not a person that deals with uh, content well. I think a lot I of get people that. because that even when I'm content. Then my brain starts going again, and I ask more questions. Of like, course. why should I be content? Why am I happy with only this? Why Do am I? Not I want yeah. To see myself but what if this is wrong? What if what I'm being told is wrong? Yeah. So that's how my brain works. Yeah, I feel that. So um, I'll never be happy, Travis. It's okay, but I'm okay with that. And on that note, we thank you for tuning in. Have to a we great are live. weekend, everyone. <laughs>
uh, for our, uh, my good friend it's Sam. It's all going to be okay, or it won't. Chris Gardner. Tell my mother I'm doing fine. Oh, yeah. That's my new catchphrase. It's all going to be okay, or it won't. I like that. That's pretty good. Okay. Uh, like for that. Chris Gardner, for Sam Lyons, uh, my co-host Chris Dimon, get well soon. Uh, the amazing folks here at Midcoast Media. We are live. Thanks, you. Enjoy your weekend. Peace. Go-go!